0: Sports city, sport city, chef, chefs, sports city, chef. sport city, city, chefs, chef. sports city, sport city, shed, sports city, chef. sport city. Yes, we got a brand new present. Joe Biden, we riding, I pray you haven't said Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of Come on. I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it Case goes from cold to hot state. the kid uh. Uh, 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 uh. What's going on Sports City Roundtable Gumbo on a Thursday night As we always do around this time Hoping my co-host Mr. Chandler Knight Is going to pop up He's not here already Thursday night we got lots of things to talk about MLB Draft coming up this week um, We got Lots of things going on around the diamond in Major League Baseball We have some more NBA news that came up throughout the week. And then we also have uh, women's WNBA season is in full effect. And uh, Las Vegas uh, Aces are really playing some good ball. So uh, that's one team to really look out for. Uh, But Sparks are losing every time I turn around. So we got, we got that going on in the sporting world. And then this is really like, as I said this past Sunday, we kind of have come right up on the halfway point of the regular season. Got a couple more games. You guys know the All-Star break is not exactly halfway through, so we're a little bit more than halfway. We're kind of analyzing what's going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, so we'll hit a little bit of that today as well. Uh, quick shout out before we get into anything else: PHI Apparel. Check out the website phiapparel.co. Co. Listen with their unique designs, and they're sure to make you stand out in the crowd. Uh, anybody is a Philly sports fan uh, of any of the teams, and you want the Jalen Hurts jerseys, you want to get the. Uh, you want to get any Flyers jerseys, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, uh, Phillies jerseys, Flyers, all of them. Your the Philly sports teams are well represented. dot uh, Co. Use that promo code at Chefs for fifteen percent off as well. There, so check them out. Check out our blog, our website, everything we got going on dot Com. The villain just recently wrote an article about uh, some baseball teams, surprising teams. Uh, Dave uh, Jet too, did Baseball buffet. A lot of the last couple of years, wrote one on the New York sports teams or uh, sports teams up in that area. Got some finger foods and some other things coming out. So check out our content, like, and subscribe. Any of the traffic that we get on our website, com. definitely helps us out and helps us uh, grow. Also, remember, uh, thanks to Blog Talk Radio, the platform that allows us to do this show, you can listen to us live through the blog talk radio website you can also listen to us when we go off the air the podcast is usually ready later that day early next morning and you can grab that just tell your smart speakers to play sports city chefs it'll tell you the number of episodes so for example you listen to tonight's and if you wanted to hear the callers cookout which is our wednesday night show just ask it to play the previous number and then if you wanted to hear the time of Sunday morning brunch, because we didn't have a Tuesday show this week, ask it to play the previous number and you can hear <clears throat> all the things that TP Timeless and I broke down, uh, on this past Sunday. Uh, so I'm still hoping that Chandler will show up. Any other chefs that, uh, come in, just know, I need you to run the board, uh, because I'm not doing that, uh, as of right now, but I'm hoping to be figuring that out very soon. Um, uh, so we have looking around the baseball diamond, just kind of looking around this week. Uh the Philadelphia Phillies have played really well in Tampa actually. Um they have <clears throat> They have played really well in uh in Tampa Aaron Noah struck out 12 over 7 innings the other night and then they won again last night um as well. So Tampa dropped two to the Philadelphia Phillies this week. Uh, the Mets are playing good ball. They've won the last two games in Arizona against the first-place Diamondbacks. Mets on a little winning streak now. They won 2-1 to one late. Alvarez uh, with a big hit. The rookies came up big for them. So, so uh, good on them. Rangers are starting to struggle a little bit. Don't look now. The Astros are right in their rearview mirror. Uh, looking at that at that West division, Astros are right in the rearview mirror. They win a series from the Rangers this past weekend. Uh, Rangers have been really good all year, but Astros are not scared of them. Right, let's just make that clear. Um, so the Tampa Bay and Philly game is now in the bottom of the 10th, tied at one. So late, if Tampa can score here, they can salvage one game in the series. Uh, of course, if the Phillies win, they will get a sweep in Tampa. has not happened very many times this year. So uh, Looking around the rest of the this weekend, it should be a lot of fun. The Braves are actually down in Tampa this weekend for a three-game series going into the All-Star break. So the t- two teams with the best record in baseball will be matching up this weekend. I know I kind of jumped over to the West, so kind of division by division real fast. Um, as things have kind of changed a little bit since T.P. Thomas and I talked about them on Sunday, and I'll give a much more condensed version because I'm sure he and I will go into it even more uh, Sunday morning. But Angels have lost a couple games this week, so they're kind of uh, coming back down to earth, had a little bit of trouble this past weekend. Uh, So Angels now with Mike Trout out. Mike Trout uh, had a broken bone in his wrist, could could be missing six to eight weeks. Uh, depending on how well he heals. Some people have been able to heal as soon as uh, four weeks. Other people closer to eight or a little bit more. So we'll see how fast that bone heals, but it looks like he's going to have to have surgery. He was going for a second opinion. I think that has been done. Shohei Otani on that team. Another uh, had a blister the other night, did bat the next day, though. Uh, So his bat appears to still be in the lineup, but he is not going to pitch now in the All-Star game. So we'll see uh, how long it takes that blister to heal up. Uh, usually with blisters, you don't miss a whole lot of time unless you come back too early with it and you end up popping it again and it just you know starts to get infected or whatever. But if they take good care of that hand, uh, then he should probably be back in the rotation uh, within a week or so after the All-Star game, I would think. So this is a big spot for the Angels. They they did a lot in the offseason. As a matter of fact, They're one of the first teams to really make moves, going and getting Hunter Renfro and uh, trying to get Gio Urshela and trying to fill out, put guys on that team uh, that could kind of support uh, Trout and Otani and hopefully mentor some of these young guys as they came up. And they brought up Zach Neto, who's been hurt already. Uh, Logan O'Havi, the kid they got from Philly last year, looked really good early. Uh, Ended up getting hurt in the first month of the season, missing the rest of the year. But he showed a lot of promise in a short amount of time behind the plate. So there are some bright uh, pieces in the future for the Angels, but it is not one of the most talent-rich organizations out there. And the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's still weird to me. But we will see they have come much Closer to 500 now, they're dipping back close to that 500 mark. So, what happens over the next three or four weeks will be very, very interesting. Uh, Trout signed to a big deal. Otani, well documented free agent after this season. Do they look at trading him? What is the price? It's going to kind of be pennies on the dollar unless there's an extension worked out. So, we'll see what happens with the Angels. And look, Seattle. Is not far behind now. They're still under 500, but they're creeping back into this race. All four teams in this Western Division could still be heard from in either in the division for the division title or in the wild card race for the playoffs. Remember, Seattle got crazy hot in the second half of the season last year. It looks like uh, Julio Rodriguez is starting to find it a little bit. And they got some good young pitching to go along with, like Logan Gilbert, who was good last time out after a few shaky outings. Gilbert and Kirby uh, as the young guys to go along with Castillo, uh, you know, the guy who just got from Cincinnati last year. So that rotation's got some arms. Their bullpen's been pretty good. Uh, can they put a run together? They did last year and quite impressively. So they, they've got to do some, to do some work but they're not out of this race. The only team out of that race is the Oakland Athletics. Uh, so that covers the West. In the National League West, like I said, the Diamondbacks dropped two to the match this week. Uh, Dodgers still hanging around. Giants still hanging around. Padres have won a couple games lately, but still under 500. This is another team in San Diego, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. If they don't get any closer, uh, since his contract's expiring, could you see Blake Snell traded? Uh, Josh Hader's contract expires after this year. I've heard that they're really going to do everything they can to keep him. You know, there's been some rumors as to whether or not they would consider trading Soto. I think the only way they would trade Juan Soto just one year after they got him is if he pretty much made it clear to management that there's no way he's going to re-sign uh, with this franchise. Otherwise, you'd be waving the white flag and really kind of look dumb considering how much uh, A.J. Platt and that organization gave up last year to get him. you got Mackenzie Gore, who is still very young, but is looking the part like he could be an eighth in uh, Washington. You also have C.J. Abrams playing shortstop and continuing to grow there. And so there's a lot of talent from this uh San Diego organization, and some still on the way up in that Washington pipeline now, so uh, San Diego still got some work to do to try to climb back in. The only team eliminated in that race, really, is the Colorado Rockies. I don't know that any of the four could win the division, but this is not a year where the Dodgers are setting a blistering pace and running away from the rest of the league or anything like that, so that being said, I think that anybody can get back in this race. So we've got both Western Division covers looking at the Central still. Worst division in baseball is the American League Central. Twins are hanging on. Listen, the Twins have done a nice job. They got beat pretty badly in Atlanta last week. Joe, Bryan, Joe Ryan just got blitzed. Uh, and Kenton Miata pitched well in the third game, but the Braves eked it out with Kobe Allard starting. And then they came back so and they went to Baltimore and they won a series this past week. They beat up on Kansas City again this week. Um, and they've done a nice job of beating up on Kansas City this season. They get Baltimore again. So Baltimore, uh, second-place team in the East. We'll talk about them in a minute. But the Twins won a series from them. They've actually matched up really well against Toronto this year as well. So they get this second series with Baltimore. If they can somehow find a way to win this series as well. That would be a big feather in the cap of the Minnesota twins. Crazy thing is, and I said this on the podcast and talking to some people last night in the baseball collective on clubhouse, the room that we do on Wednesday night. There are nine, at least nine former twins players around major leagues that are on contending teams right now. Uh, And some pitching some bats. uh, So just to give you an example uh, last year, for example, the Minnesota Twins uh, made a couple of trades to try to bring in Tyler Malley from the Reds. Well, they traded Spencer Steer. And if you had uh, Spencer Steer in the middle of that lineup and you still had Luis Arias there, So instead of Pablo Lopez and Tyler O'Malley, you still had Jose Barrios to go along with Tyler Wells, who's now doing a nice job in Baltimore. Uh, This Twins team could have been better. Uh, Just looking at the guys that they let go, just over the last couple of years, Spencer Steer has been really good Uh, in Cincinnati this year. The Twins just traded him last year at the deadline. So you see Steer, you see Eddie Rosario, we spend a lot of time with the Twins organization who's in Atlanta. You see oh, so many of them. Lamonte Wade, who is doing a really nice job with San Francisco and, and made the all-star team this year. Uh, there's, there's so many Twins that are doing well all around Major League Baseball. And to me, and they, they won't do it, but to me, Uh, The general manager and the front office is every bit as responsible for this, if not more so, than Rocco Bardelli. Keep in mind, I'm still talking about a first-place Minnesota Twins team in this division Uh, a lot of times because of the division that they played in. But this team uh, went from uh, the American League batting champion kind of anchoring the lineup with some sticks around him to now – this team is going to possibly set records for most strikeouts by an offense. They are striking out a ton. Uh Joey Gallo kind of personifies that. Like he can hit bombs but he can also strike out a lot. So uh, I know T P timeless, the main chef, the, the head honcho of the bunch, the the dude that without him I wouldn't be here. Uh loves Joey Gallo, loves the bombs that he's hitting and is really starting to enjoy him. And I get it, but I really would like to see the strikeouts cut down a little bit with them. Uh, that being said, Sonny Gray is pitching really well. Joe Ryan has been good. Bailey Ober has been good. Uh, Kenton Maeda looked good. His last time out, uh, this team has some starting pitching. Uh, you know, I I just mentioned those bats. You also have uh, guys like the, the kid for with Baltimore uh, that made they all team, the reliever. Uh, there's just so many twins that are sprinkled all around baseball. Um, So Cleveland is starting to sort of figure it out. Uh, The Braves got two out of three from them this week. The only game they won was the game started by Shane Bieber. And even then that was a really close game. Uh, The first game the Braves won close and the Braves stumped them yesterday, uh, eight to one in the season, in the finale. So, Cleveland is right there. The thing about Cleveland, they called a lot of young pitchers up. Cody Allen, Tanner Bybee, uh, many young guys to try to offset some of the injuries on this pitching staff. Uh, you do have the veterans and Shane Bieber and Aaron Cervale. Uh, listen, Tristan McKenzie looked really good last year. Arm injuries this season, came back, had one really good start, and then one poor start, and then back on the I.L., and he's got to go through that whole process again. Uh, this is a different team if you have Tristan McKenzie at the top of that rotation with Shane Bieber. Uh, This is going to be a tough road for them. Uh, But some of their offensive guys that got off to slow starts are starting to really heat up. Ahmed Rosario has been really hot over the last couple weeks. Jimenez is hitting a little bit. Stephen Quam has really looked like he's starting to snap out of it a little bit and hit like the Stephen Quam from last year. Jose Ramirez has been steady. Josh Naylor really picking it up as well uh, for them. So Cleveland has got a lot of uh, bats, and their offense looks to be coming around a little bit, and they're going to need it because of the aforementioned injury to McKenzie and using a lot of youth in this rotation. But if there's any division you want to be in trying to figure it out, it's this one. So all you got to do is get a seat at the table. You don't have to be the best team all year you just got to be the best team in October. And looking at the rest of this division, uh, Tariq Skubal came back from Detroit, and the tough left-hander had a scoreless outing last time out. Uh, Riley Green should be back pretty soon in center field. Uh, They're starting to get people back. Matt Manning is starting to get back. Eduardo Rodriguez pitched yesterday, but not good. He's pitched really good in, like, all but one of his starts so far this season. But he came back after a pretty significant layoff. Gave up some runs and got knocked around a little bit, but he did have swing and miss stuff and still got strikeouts. He did come up with seven strikeouts in his four innings of work. So uh, not a bad performance there. If he can right the ship and have a couple of really good starts, Rodriguez is a guy that I could see Detroit trading uh, at the deadline, simply because they do have more young arms, and if they can bring in some more talent into that organization to escalate their rebuild. I could see them doing so. Kansas City is far out of this thing, way out of this thing. Uh, Bobby Witt's still there and still got flashes. uh, But Kansas City's just so many kids. Uh, MJ Melendez in the outfield, who is catcher eligible for fantasy. Mavini Pascatino out for the season. Uh, The kid that uh, they got in the trade from the Braves – Last year, the year before, Drew Waters uh, is playing some center and some right field for them. Kansas City's been playing a lot of young guys just to figure out what they have, who's going to be part of that future. But the road back to the top in that division is not nearly as long and arduous right now as it is in some of the other divisions in baseball. Uh, but I still expect it to be a wins, Gaudier's race right there. White Sox, uh, just so much to figure out. Uh, Sloppy Sloppy baseball Uh, They brought Oscar Colas back recently Uh, Luis Robert's been healthy Jiménez has been back on the field for a little while Uh, Tim Anderson is a guy That some people have been talking about Could he be traded, kind of bummed shoulder Could he end up moving over and playing second base Who knows, but Tim Anderson is not Having a very good year His trade value right now may be lower than it's ever been uh, Since he's been In the major league, so The White Sox are a team that it it just all depends on how you want to look at it. You can look at it and say, we're still a few games under 500, so let's just sell. And then the other view, and I think this is kind of the fool's view, but the other view is we're only six and a half out, one good run, and we could get back in this race, and that may be true, but do you really have enough to compete? So if you're the White Sox, do you look at maybe selling off a guy like Lance Lynn. Do you see if anybody wants Giovedo? I don't think you trade Dylan Seats. You might if you have to, but I don't think you trade Dylan Seats just because he's still pretty young and could be part of the rebuild. Him and Robert and Jimenez and maybe Kopech uh, unless you really get something that you really like there, but I feel like uh, those are probably the guys that are going to be part of the rebuild and probably Moncada is still going to be there and part of that because I don't know that he's done a lot to really boost his trade value either in Chicago. So that takes care of our American League Central. The National League Central is really interesting because the Cubs have a positive run differential, but they have really kind of hit skids a little bit this week. There is a series to the uh, Milwaukee Brewers who in first place. They also right there with Cincinnati. So the Cubs have the talent. Uh, Marcus Stroman's been pretty good at the top of that rotation. Justin Steele has been good. i still kind of waiting for other pieces to sort of develop. Dansby Swanson's leading uh war, so whatever you want to put into that stat. I think he's leading shortstop in the majors in war right now, or at least in the National League. So the Cubs have talent, but they've kind of hit skids lately, so we'll see what they can do over the next couple weeks. I would not be surprised, especially as many young guys as the Cubs still have in the system. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Cody Bellinger or uh, one of those veteran guys on this team gets traded to a team that can maybe use some help, like uh, maybe the Yankees make a pull for Cody Bellinger. Uh, Maybe he ends up being their left fielder or a guy that could play some center for them if need to. Uh, It will be interesting to see uh, how that pans out. So the Brewers still have to get Brandon Woodruff back. This offense has actually been pretty good uh, for Milwaukee uh, so far this year. He got lots of pieces too. Brian Anderson, who was a Marlin the last few years, Owen Miller, who's kind of bounced around. Uh, Willie Adames is Willie Adames. Uh, he's doing his thing. Roddy Tellis just went on the William Contreras. Uh, behind the plate uh, Bryce Terrain has just now been Come back up to the major leagues But the guy that's really kind of Made things go Especially since the get a injury Has been Christian Yellick There was a time when Christian Yellick Was talked about as one of the best outfielders In this game He really really hit the skids For a while though uh, You know They were shopping him to San Diego To Atlanta But they wanted the best prospect in the organization. They wanted Acuna, and the Braves said no. They wanted Tatis, the Padres said no. So then they ended up trading him to Milwaukee for a package that brought him back, Lewis Brinson, who didn't turn out to be what they thought he might be, and a couple other pieces. But they did not get the return. The Marlins didn't. For Yellick that they thought they were getting uh, But Yellick really had a pretty big contract It really kind of hit the skids uh, And there was talk about Get whatever you can out of him for this contract If you have to, if somebody can take it later in the year uh, He had a Very sluggish April But coming into May Christian Yellick dropped a leg kick Just kind of went to a toe tap He found his timing You look at the numbers, average on base percentage Slugging percentage, OPS All these things Christian Yellick, I wouldn't say one of the best players in the game, but he's been the clear leader uh, of this Milwaukee offense, most of it done from the leadoff spot, but Christian Yellick is looking a lot like Christian Yellick's Serka 2019, again, and really starting to find that. It's good for him, like, he struggled, he went to Milwaukee, he was good when he first got there, then he started pressing, and then I think he had some injuries, and Maybe trying to hurry back or maybe overcompensating. Lots of different things could have been going on there with Mr. Yellick. But now he looks like he has rediscovered himself. We talk about it all the time. Uh, baseball is a game of adjustments. People adjust to you. you got to adjust back. Sometimes you got to make an adjustment just because what was working at one point in your career, and maybe not anymore. You know, Ted Williams used to say, hitting is all about timing. Pitching is about disrupting that timing. So as a hitter, you had to do whatever you can to get your timing right. Whatever. And if it's a little bit off, the results can be pretty catastrophic for you as a hitter. So uh, eliminating the leg kick, going to the toe tap, uh, really seeming to stay inside the baseball at times and put good swings on the ball. Uh, Really good. I'm really happy for Christian Yellick considering how many down years he's had. A lot of times it's not just one down year and bounce back. This kid's had like Oh, a man's had three or four down years in a row, and he's really kind of starting to rediscover it. So good on him. That says something about his character, uh, his work ethic, his desire to want to be great and to lead this team. And now you got him uh, performing at this kind of a level. He's been in the major leagues for a while, in several different clubhouses, uh, lots of different Marlins teams, as that team kind of adjusted year in and year out. Now a few different teams in Milwaukee. Uh, Christian Young can be a good veteran influence on some of these young guys coming up. So Good for him in Milwaukee. I think that right now this is Milwaukee and Cincinnati's division to win. Though so the other guys, uh, the Cubs and the Pirates are both right in. it. The Pirates are playing well. Every time I think they're going to fade, they they hit a tough stretch, and then they come back and play pretty well and win a few games. So uh, There's a lot of talent on this Pirates team, man. Uh, guys that maybe you won't recognize, Jack Selinski in center field has really been hitting the ball well. We've talked about G1 Bay and Tukapika Marcano at times on this show. O'Neill Cruz will be back very soon. Uh, looking around the rest of the diamond for the Pirates, Henry Davis. who's so pretty much playing the outfield now, but his catcher eligible for fantasy purposes, so uh, jump on that. If you can't choice been out this year, but they have still been fi- find a way to get things done in Pittsburgh. This is a good baseball team. They they hit, they run, they put pressure on defenses, and you know they got a couple of good young pitchers. They got veteran guys like Rich Hill. Uh, we'll see what the Pirates do, but the future's a little bit brighter in Pittsburgh than I thought it was uh, coming into this season. The team is disappointing. And I still say is one of the most disappointing teams in baseball. We'll talk about another one in a minute. But the St. Louis Cardinals. They got blasted on Monday by the Marlins. They threw away a game late that they very easily could have won last night. So they've lost the two games of this series against the Marlins. About to lose another series. The St. Louis team, 15, 16 games under 500 now. And we're over halfway to the All-Star right now. This is getting really serious. Uh, For St. Louis They showed us a hot church about a month ago And kind of climbed back in And they found ways to start losing games again And I'm going to tell you uh, I've heard a lot of talk About Marmol And he may need to go Uh, My co-host Mr. Chandler Knight Has said multiple times That he thinks that he needs to go And I can understand why But I will also say that Some of this Some of this is at the feet of the front office, you look around baseball now. Uh, they traded Sandy Alcantara to Miami, who struggled this year, uh, but was a Cy Young Award winner last year. Uh, another couple of guys that are really excelling that were with this Cardinals franchise: uh, Randy Arozarena, who kind of had a coming out party during the World Baseball Classic uh, for our Team Mexico. Uh, Randy Rosarena has had a really good uh, season this year, and he is a very, very exciting player to watch. So uh, he's the guy that came from this Cardinals organization. Uh, another guy we were discussing last night from this organization as well, and I'll probably think of it in a few minutes, and my Hey Look a Bunny uh, personality will pop up and, and tell you who I was referring to. But, you know, St. Louis has decided – on certain guys they were going to let go of in order to make room for some of these other young guys. And they may have let go of some of the wrong ones, guys that are doing a really nice job uh, on other teams. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, But I think that part of the problem right now in St. Louis, there's two things. Uh, The pitching has not been consistent. Wayne writes, oh, Jordan Montgomery, when he's healthy, has been fine but they haven't had uh, consistency throughout the pitching staff. Jack Flaherty has looked better his last couple of times out. But inconsistencies in the starting rotation, inconsistencies in the bullpen, and then I think there's a log jam. You have five or six guys in this outfield that are getting uh, some run. You have Dylan Carlson. You have Tyler O'Neal. You have Lars Loopbar. You have... Jordan Montgomery. I'm um, sorry, Jordan Walker. And then you have uh, the other kid that has played some out there, too. So there's several different – and now you've got Tommy Edmonds uh, playing center field after he started the season at shortstop. In second base, and Brandon Donnelly can play out there a little bit, too. He's definitely not going to settle in at third base. Um, so you got Paul DeJung back at short, and now you've just got a lot of moving parts. And for the veteran guys, you could plug in a veteran and let him go, but some of these guys are still trying to develop as ball players, And if you're not getting them every day play in the outfield and you're not letting them run out there every day and learn on-the-job training every single day, then you're really probably going to stunt some of these guys' development. I think St. Louis has a log jam. I think they need to figure out who the guys are that they would like to build around. And then I think they need to keep those guys, see what they can get in value for some of the pieces around them. I've heard some people say maybe trade Paul Goldschmidt. There's no way I would trade him unless I was going to bring back a guy that I thought had a really good chance to be a stud pitcher uh, for my team for a long time. Paul Goldschmidt just won the MVP last year. What else do you want from this guy? Uh, but I could see I could see that I don't think you're going to trade Arenado. I don't really think they're going to trade Goldschmidt. But, and you're not going to trade Wilson Contreras right after just picking him up. So uh, looking at this St. Louis franchise, they are going to have to get really hot soon, or it's going to be really interesting because for the first time in a while, the St. Louis Cardinals will be sellers at the deadline. That usually does not happen in St. Louis, as they are usually always uh, buyers at the trade deadline. But they could be sellers this year, so uh, we will see what happens in St. Louis. Nobody would have thought that come July, if I had told you to tell me the one team that may, very well may be out of the race in the National League Central, nobody would have thought that it. You'd be looking up and see that it is the St. Louis Cardinals, but. That's kind of where we are. These guys are 11-plus games out of first place right now. And this is a team that, I mean, quite honestly, going into the preseason predictions, this is the one team out of the Central Division. And people talked about Milwaukee's pitching, and I get it. But people thought that St. Louis was the one team out of that Central that maybe was well-rounded enough to really push uh somebody from the East or Western divisions in the playoffs and maybe be a legit world series contender team. And this team, like I said, is looking at a a serious, long, arduous uphill climb just to get into the playoff discussion. So one of the few disappointing times in St. Louis, and I don't think this has anything to do with it, but it's really interesting in some of the baseball collective rooms and other spaces that I talk baseball with, the people There were some people that expected St. Louis to start the season hot and ready to go because of how many guys were playing in the World Baseball Classic for multiple teams. Loupar went with Japan. Uh, uh, You had Goldschmidt and Arenado with Team USA. You had a few different guys. Uh, Gallegos played as well. So you had a few different guys from the the St. Louis Cardinals playing on World Baseball Classic rosters all over – the United States and and Asia in some ways, too, considering that Luke bar played in uh, Japan. So some people thought that the Cardinals would come out of the chute really hot and ready to compete since they had guys playing in high leverage situations. And it did not at all uh, turn out for them the way that people really thought that it might, uh, to be honest with you. So, uh St. Louis may have some explaining to do at the end of the season, and we'll see if there are any changes in that front office or in the dugout that indicate their disappointment and their results this year. Um, that Cincinnati team is super exciting. One second, Sports City. I got a crazy barking dog. Bear with me. My apologies, Sports City. Crazy barking dog in the background. Uh Probably saw something outside the back door. But looking around, the Cincinnati Reds are a super team to watch. If you haven't seen them yet, definitely take a look at them. The guy that's getting all the hype right now is Ellie De La Cruz. Because of his speed, he's already hit for the cycle. The first Red to do that since Eric Davis in 1989. Uh, This team, I said on a couple of our shows before, had a 12-game winning streak. That's the most they've won as a franchise in a row since 1957. Uh, Listen, this team played the Atlanta Braves very close a couple weeks ago. It was three one-run games, so they were all right there. Uh, Very close baseball games. Uh, They, I think, then turned around and won a series from the uh, Orioles, I want to say. So this, this team's hot, man, and the question is, will they go get a pitcher at some point to go along with these young guys? Hunter Green's been banged up. Andrew Abbott, the kid out of the University of Virginia, has been really good his first several major league starts, very crafty, left-handed pitcher. And then Graham Ashcraft's just coming back, Nick Lodolo, another guy I got from the Twins, is – hopefully going to be rounding back into shape. But this is a team that I feel like may very well go try to make a trade for a pitcher. But I don't think it will be a front-line guy that will really – they're not going to trade a lot of their young, young talent. They may consider trading a guy like Christian Encarnacion Strand, who they got from the Twins last year as well, in that Tyler O'Malley deal. Uh, they very well may consider training him because of the log jam on the infield. So I mentioned Ellie De La Cruz, but a couple other guys that deserve every bit the same amount of attention as these guys, as Ellie De La Cruz is Matt McLean. He came up uh, about a month earlier and he's been mashing since he's come up, played some shortstop, a little bit of second base. Uh, Matt McClain, UCLA product has been really good for this team. Uh, Jonathan India having a really good bounce back year uh playing second base for them. Then you also have Ellie De La Cruz has played third and short. So kind of trying to figure out how that fits together. Uh Spencer Steer has played first, third, and left field. And then just some more uh, depth pieces. Joey Votto has come back and been pretty good for them as a designated hitter. Jake Fraley, the LSU product, has played in right field and been really good for them. Uh Nick Sinzel has been healthy. He's had a couple stints out, but he had a big home run for them today and yesterday game or today's game, Nick Sinzel hit a big home run for them as well. Uh, you also have the kid Will Benson in the outfield. T J Friedel who's stolen fifty nine of sixteen bases, uh is hitting leadoff a lot of times against right fielder or uh, right handers. He's dropping down in the order a lot of times against lefties. But T.J. Friedel's doing a nice job as the center fielder for this team. Uh, This team's good. Uh, Tyler Stevenson's a very good young catcher. Offensively, this Cincinnati Reds offensive lineup is every bit as dangerous as the one in Texas, the one in Atlanta, and the one in Toronto. And the question is, can they pitch enough? And can they find targets? You know, looking at Cincinnati, can you get a guy like Blake Snell in San Francisco? I mean, if San Diego doesn't turn around, is it worth making a move if you don't have to give up a whole lot to go get a guy like Lance Lynn? Is it worth uh, that? You know, there are definitely some other pieces that they're going to look at in Cincinnati to try to bolster that starting rotation. Uh, Diaz's younger brother, Alexis Diaz, has been very good at the back of the pen uh, for Cincinnati as well. So the Reds are definitely ahead of schedule. A lot to be excited about if you are in the Queen City of Cincinnati. We've covered Milwaukee. We've covered St. Louis. We've covered Pittsburgh, and we've covered the Cubs. So we've got this whole division covered. we got Central and West. Let's go to the East real quick. Uh the National League East has been flexing its muscle this week. The Atlanta Braves went and took two out of three from Cleveland. The Philadelphia Phillies uh, have at least taken two out of three from Tampa. Let me see if the game has gone final as we go along. Let's see. Uh, let's the They won. Yeah, so they, the Philadelphia Phillies went into Tampa and swept the best team in the American League. So National League East flexing its muscle as Atlanta takes care of business. The Marlins have won a series against St. Louis. The Mets went in, and with Cody Singa pitching 12, striking out 12 in eight innings of one-run ball, and then Francisco Alvarez and the kids coming up late for them, they were able to pull that out 2-1 to one in a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel uh, in the desert last night. So the Mets pulled that game out and that series. So everybody except for the Nationals, who have taken it on the chin from the Reds this week, but everybody else in the National League East have been taking care of business. And the interesting thing about it is Miami was at home against St. Louis, but New York, Mets, the Braves, and the... Phillies all handled their business on the road this week, winning series. And these aren't – I mean, the Mets played a first-place team. Phillies played the best team in the American League. Braves played a team that's right there uh, on the doorstep of the division lead in the American League Central. So they took care of good teams. It'll be very interesting to see how the Rays bounce back uh, from that series with Philly because, like I said, Earlier, Atlanta's going in there for a three-game series starting tomorrow. So, uh, that'll be interesting baseball. But in the East, the Braves just had a crazy sick month in June. 21-4, and four, they hit 61 home runs as a team in the month, which is more home runs than the Cleveland Guardians have hit all season. Um, so many pieces in that lineup are just going, and they've actually they moved some things around. And they found a combination that really works. Ozzy's hitting. Ozzy Albis is hitting behind Acuna now. Riley, three. Olsen has kind of settled into the four spot now. And, listen, Matt Olsen, he might only be hitting about 245, 250, uh, leading the National League in home runs, first in baseball in RBIs. Uh, he's doing what a cleanup hitter is supposed to do. He's cutting down on his chase rate, too, which is helpful. You got Sean Murphy, who's having a really good year as an all-star as a catcher, hitting fifth. When he's not catching, Darno's catching, and both of those guys, man, if you combine their numbers at the catching at the catcher position, because they don't often play together, I think you'll find that the Braves catching-wise is as solid as any team in baseball. Then you got Marcelo Suna hitting sixth. Uh, Sooner had a tough, tough month of April and into May, but he's really started to come around lately. Eddie Rosario's been really hot. Eddie Rosario's hitting seventh on this team. Orlando Arcia is a shortstop, the guy that the last person that people thought was going to win the job, he is playing gold glove type defense at the shortstop position, uh, and he's hitting about 290 in the order. The Braves, man, if he hits 280, 285, and gives them quality at-bats all year, they will take that with the glove that he gives them and that rocket arm that he has. And uh, they extended him going into this year, too. And they gave him the kind of money that you would be happy paying a utility man. But if this guy is up being their shortstop for the next two or three years, then you go from what would have been, I don't know, $25 million a year or more for Dansby Swanson, and paying like $2.4 million for Orlando Arcia allowing you to get some other things figured out. And then Michael Harris, who plays a great center field, uh, made a heck of a play yesterday at the very end of that uh, Cleveland game to win, clinch that series. Uh, Michael Harris can really cover some ground and go get the ball in center field. This team took off last year, June 1st, when they brought him up. Uh, to replace Adam Duvall at center field, and they moved him over and got Duvall out of center because he can play it, but he's not one of the fastest and most uh, most athletic outfielders. And when the Braves brought Harris up, they said, we're just going to hit you ninth and we just want you to go get the baseball. 2020-type numbers last year uh, started really slow, looked for all the world like he was going to have a Jerome Walton uh, sophomore slump year like Jerome Malton had in 1990. Jerome Malton, Chicago Cubs center fielder, rookie of the year in 1989, uh, hung around for a few years after, even with the Braves at the very end. But at that point, just a platoon guy playing in the corner outfield spot was never able to replicate the success of his rookie year. That happens to some guys. Uh, Michael Harris looked like he might be kind of teetering around that for a little bit. Some people were really getting nervous. In the month of June, Michael Harris hit 398 uh, with some home runs, and some pop in his bat, and some opposite field pop, too. So uh, he looks to be coming around and getting the ship righted as well. And that's your number nine hitter who hit 400 for the month of June. So uh, that is a an incredibly, incredibly deep lineup. And then you got some veteran presence on the bench that has really been good for this team. Kevin Pillar, journeyman major leaguer who's been with – Toronto and a few other teams uh, has really settled in and to a platoon role and plays a little bit of left field against left-handed pitching. Uh, Sam Hilliard's been out there in the outfield, covered some for Michael Harris when he was out. Uh, So some veteran presence in the outfield right there. And then you've had uh, guys like Aide Adrianza, Charlie Culberson was there for a minute, some other guys in the infield. But in all honesty, very few guys are missing games. The Braves are running the same nine uh, out there with the rotating the catcher position, but pretty much running the same guys out there uh, day in and day out and getting it done. And their pitching staff has really stepped up. Uh, Bryce Elder, top three in the National League and ERs. Kyle Wright was the guy that stepped up last year. This year, Elder, Spencer Strider, uh, leading the world in strikeouts right now. I think Spencer Strider has 155 strikeouts. Uh, so far this season, they're just a little bit over 100 innings. And then Charlie Morton's just kind of been the old man that's done a, done pretty well. Uh, Kobe Allard and Soroka are kind of the guys hanging around there right now. Uh, Max Freed through a batting practice. On Tuesday, there's a possibility he could be going out on a rehab assignment very soon. If he does, there's a possibility that Max Freed could rejoin this Atlanta pitching staff later on in the month of July, and he has been the ace on that staff. If you can get him back and Kyle Wright back, look out. Bullpen has been pretty good. A.J. Minter, after a really tough, tough start, has really kind of settled in. Joe Jimenez has shown flashes. Nick Anderson, who was one of the best relievers in the game for a little while, and then he really hit a hiccup and had some injuries. He's bounced back and been really good. And Raciel Iglesias has been very good as well. Uh, it took him a little while to get started this year. He had some injuries to start the season. And then he kind of hit a little rough stretch where he got roughed up a few times out in a row. But he looks to have kind of righted the ship and settled things down. Raciel Iglesias is just a savvy Cuban guy, veteran guy, can pitch. And he really does kind of anchor the back end of that bullpen uh, for the Atlanta Braves. So that... As good as the Marlins and the Phillies were for the month of June, they just weren't able to make up any ground. The Braves had like eight and a half, nine game lead on this division. And you look like the Marlins came into Atlanta last weekend in second place and they got smacked around. It was nasty. Uh, The Braves just put one on swept them out of town. Uh, A couple of those games were very, very wide margins. Uh, I think in some ways, the Braves wanted to make a statement to the Marlins, to everybody in that division, to the National League, and to all the baseball and said, hey, we're for real. And we might have had a great month of June, but, you know, once the 1st of July came around, we're not going to stop hitting home runs and we're not going to stop doing our thing. And they have not, uh, for sure. So, the that Braves team is on pace. They're already hitting more than three home runs a game this month, too. So, Uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. Obviously, it's going to dry up some offensively. But if they can get their pitching right, that might make up for it some as well. So uh, this Atlanta Braves team is going to be hard to handle. They're looking more and more like uh, the possibilities are increasing that this team can go wire to wire in the National League East. Looking at the American League East, I just talked about Tampa a minute ago uh, getting swept by the Phillies this week. But still the best team in the American League. Uh, a good sized lead, five, six games on Baltimore. Our Baltimore in second place, but they dropped a series this uh, week as well. Actually they lost the first two games of that Yankee series. I've got to look and see what they've done today in the rubber match of that series, but they definitely lost the first uh they lost the first two in that series. They came back and won last night, so uh, they had a chance to even that series and get one. Let's see what happened tonight. Oh, yeah, they're going to definitely split that series. They're up 14 to nothing tonight. So uh, Baltimore taking care of business and uh, letting the Yankees know that they still have some work to do to catch them. Uh, Yankees gotta be, had to be feeling good about themselves after the first two wins. Baltimore wins last night, and they're up 14 to nothing tonight. I mean, they, they hung two touchdowns and they're pitching a shutout right now on the New York Yankees. Uh, Yankees still sitting in third, Toronto in four, and Boston fifth. Boston's one of those teams that keep kind of either right at 500, a game or two below, a game or two above. American League East is the best division in the league this year. Um, Toronto's had a couple teams that they just can't seem to solve, and Boston is one of them. Uh, Toronto is going to have to kind of get that figured out. We talked about Manoa needing to get things figured out. Jose Barrios has been really good for them. Uh, Chris Bassett, who had a couple of really bad starts, came back and pitched really well last time out for them. Uh, and who would have thought we'd have said this going into the year, but where would the Blue Jays be without Yusei Kikuchi in that rotation? He's been very, very solid. Uh, the left-hander getting a lot of strikeouts for them and really uh, – making things hard on opposing batters. George Springer's really bounced around uh, and is really hitting the ball pretty well now after kind of a slow start. Uh, Bo Bichette's near the top of the league and hits and in almost every offensive category. He's having a really good season. Uh, Brandon Belt's been pretty good for them. Matt Chapman got off to a blistering hot start. He's kind of cooled off some, but he's still been good, and just kind of a throwback, man, a guy that a lot of people forgot about that they went and got, Uh, but a guy that's played second base for them and can play in the outfield a little bit, too, uh, Whit Merrifield is hitting over 280, 20 steals, uh, has given some pop for them at the bottom of that lineup, so the offense for the Blue Jays is fine, they just got to find a way to pitch better, and that's a tough division to try to figure things out. Uh, Real quick, the other thing that I'll hit in that division, Shane McClanahan is out right now for Tampa. And you add him to the growing list of injuries. Drew Rasmussen out. Jeffrey Springs out. Uh, This team is really taking it on the chin. They thought they weren't going to have to use any openers or anything this year. They thought they had a really solid five-man rotation. And that staff is taking a beating. Uh, So if anybody can figure it out, it will be Tampa. But it's going to be tough looking around the national basketball association lots of talk about dame lillard wanting out in portland we had a conversation about this earlier in the week they still talk about james harden maybe wanting out of philly so what happens there we'll see uh, looks like dylan brooks might have gone to houston maybe i should look at that again uh But looking around the league, still some more free agent signings to come. Summer league getting started right now as well. So you have that going on. Um, In the next couple weeks, we're going to start hitting media days for these major conferences. Uh, Training camps will start up into August, and colleges will start showing up to get training camps started uh, for football season. We are not that far out from football season. Guys, Uh, Women's World Cup coming up soon. United States is supposed to be a, a wow. Gunnar Henderson tonight for Tampa is really hitting the ball. Uh, he was a guy that there was a lot of talk about Gunnar Henderson coming into this year and how good he could be, and he started off really slow, uh, but he's really started to come around in the last month. And tonight in that fourteen to nothing game. Gunnar Henderson is four for six with three runs, two homers, and five RBIs. So, uh, another good young player in Baltimore. They brought Rutschman up last year. Now they've brought up Gunnar Henderson to start this season. Uh, Jordan Westbrook has come up. Uh, they recently brought up uh, the other young outfielder uh, as well just last night. Can't call his name off my head. I could have if I wasn't trying to recall it. But so more young talent coming up in Baltimore. Uh, Listen, the, the Baltimore and Cincinnati teams filled with youth and filled with a lot of talent. I am curious to see what a lot of these NFL teams look like coming into the season. Still haven't heard if there's anything coming down on Kamara. He's going to be suspended. Can Michael Thomas get healthy in New Orleans? Can Derek Carr get back? What does Skymore give you um, in Kansas City? Uh, there's, there's a lot uh, to unpack as we start getting closer to football season, and we will definitely do that. I got a finger food coming out also very soon on the LSU National Championship baseball team, um, lucky number seven. And this team uh, won it with it, with a lot of skill. There was not much uh, luck involved, maybe one or two plays, which happens for everybody. But uh, we got a, a finger foods coming out on those guys really, really soon. Uh, let's see. What else? I'm sure you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and hit a couple things before we get out of here. Uh, first of all, love and respect to T.P. Thomas. Without him, I wouldn't be here. I'm so glad he brought me into the Sports City Chefs family. Uh, mad love and respect also to Sirius. He's going to help me out with some of the audio stuff and picture stuff on my finger foods and to the villain as well. Uh, nobody nobody does it like the villain. Every good hero needs one. Uh, he's got the best one in TP, but we got the best villain in Mr. Barry Jordan. We're glad to have him as part of our Sports City Chefs family as well. Uh, looking around the board, I mentioned Chandler my co-host hope to have him back next week. I know he was uh he was tired today and kind of kind of struggling, so hopefully we'll have him back in the saddle with me next week Thursday uh when we come back and serve up this uh gumbo at the round table again also shouts to controversy to Dave jets to Nate law uh the breaking news Brian Hughes and everybody else that's part of the sports city chef's family uh man. Respect for all you guys, man. It's it it definitely it takes a it takes a village, and we're happy to be the the village that is Sports City that brings you the content, the hot topics, to serve up on your spoon, as the song says. In the intro for us, so big up to those guys. Check out our website, sportscitychefs.com. dot com. Check out everything we got going on uh, out there, and don't forget to like and subscribe to our uh, shows and podcasts, check out timeless now on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern with the timeless Sunday morning brunch. I'm always happy to be alongside. We'll be having some football front office shows starting to come back around in t- on Tuesdays. we got the cars cookout on Wednesday night, with TP timeless and the villain. And then the round table gumbo on Thursdays. And we're going to be doing some college tailgate specials again, come college football season. So be a part of the sports City chef family, uh, take some time to, uh, Listen to us, and thank you for bringing us into your living room or your car or your phone or whatever you're listening to us on. We appreciate the listen and the follow. As I always say, when I'm getting ready to shut off, laissez les bon ton rouler, let those good times roll. Go Tigers all day, every day. And to quote the TP timers on my way out of here, man, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, well, now they know. Peace, we out of here.